Welcome to the Get Loved Up podcast. I'm Koya Webb, founder of Get Loved Up, where we inspire you to love yourself more, love others more, and love the planet more. Each week, I'll interview a special guest who will share their insights on how they practice daily self-care, tackle tough challenges in life, and thrive in the world one breath at a time. You will be inspired to take control of your life as you heal yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically, and create a reality in alignment with your deepest passions. Let's get loved up. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Get Loved Up podcast. And I am so excited to share with you my guest today. My guest has not only helped me with my anxiety, but he's helping people with anxiety all over the world. You guys, Nick Ortner, he is one of the, I feel like he's one of the Insta famous tapping teachers, if, if, I, if I can say that. I don't know if he, he's okay with that. But on Instagram, he's really taken Instagram by storm, and he's really sharing this resource at this time, not only sharing people ways to deal with fear and anxiety, but also providing free access to so many people that are on the front lines and even free copies of a book. Nick, you've done so much to help the community at this time. Let me know what what's going on. How are you feeling? Feeling good. I mean, you know, I um, I, I have a much easier situation than I think a lot of people out there. This space that you see is my barn that I built in my backyard. So I'm coming here like I have, you know, for the last five years since I built it. So my life isn't that different every day. But I know that others' lives are really different, and that they are struggling. That they are either cooped up and you know, with nowhere to go, with a lot coming at them or out on the front lines, you know, the nurses and the healthcare workers and the cops and the firemen and the people who are still out there serving people in a big way. So there's a lot, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of energy coming at us. There's a lot of information. There's um, a lot of things that I think, I think things move fast before. And now, even though we're a lot of us at home, they're moving extra fast in terms of the information, the anxiety, the fear, the overwhelm about what's to come. I mean, this our world has changed, right? And uh, and we want it to go back to the way it was. It probably won't right away. Uh, hope, but hopefully, we could take some good out of this and, and find find some positive. Right. Hopefully, we could find some positive. And I love what you said. You know, you're there, and you have this opportunity to share with others. And I like that you acknowledge that everyone's not in the same place. And I think that's important to acknowledge fear, acknowledge pain, acknowledge the trauma all over the world. I I love being mindful and doing that first because a lot of people feel like there is no hope, especially you know, in this time of not knowing, not only being in a tight situation now, but not knowing when it's going to end. So can you share me a little bit of background of like, how you started your journey into relieving your own stress to where you are now. Yeah. I mean, I I first saw tapping demonstrated uh, right around 2003. I was actually at a Tony Robbins event and uh, it was a leadership conference out in San Diego. I can remember it so clearly. And he he did a talk and then said, Oh, you know, I want to show you this tapping thing. Um, He'd been a fan of energy medicine and somatic tools for a while. And he did a little demonstration and, uh, I was intrigued by it. And I went home and started looking it up online and I bought a couple books about it and I started using it. I just started playing with it. Okay, what do I do here exactly? You know, making sure the neighbors weren't looking. 
pull the curtains down and uh, and just experimenting with it. You know, the running joke at the time was don't say anything is wrong around Nick because he's going to make you tap on it. He's going to be like, <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, because I was just blown away by this process, uh, you know, by being in the car with a friend going to a baseball game saying his shoulder hurt from a football game and saying, well, let's try tapping on it. See if your shoulder gets better. Oh my gosh, look, I can move it now. It doesn't hurt. Uh, to my sister being stressed and anxious, doing the tapping, feeling better just time. And again, everywhere I turned, I would try the technique and it works for people. So I spent a couple of years just being passionate about it. And then in 2007, uh, at the time I was in real estate, I was buying, fixing up and selling houses. So nothing to do with this world. I was obviously by seeing me go to Tony Robbins, I was a student of self-help and personal development. I was just learning it for myself, but uh, I didn't see an avenue, especially, you know, now there's a lot more avenues open. Hey, you can turn on your phone and start an Instagram account and start inspiring people. So there's like, there's that available. But in 2007, there aren't a lot of channels to say, hey, I'm just going to be this person. But I was passionate about the topic, passionate about tapping, and I decided to make a film. I was right around the time The Secret had come out. A lot of people remember The Secret, positive thinking. It took the world by storm. And I knew that a couple of the people in The Secret actually used tapping, that they were big fans of EFT, um, emotional freedom techniques tapping. So we set out, we interviewed people like Jack Canfield and Cheryl Richardson and Joe Vitale and Bob Proctor. And then we filmed 10 participants from around the country who had back pain, fibromyalgia, uh, traumatic war memories, trouble sleeping, uh, overwhelming grief. We took these 10 people who had never heard of tapping before, brought them together for a couple of days and filmed that experience. And this was done with, on credit cards and credit lines, you know, picking up camera equipment, trying to figure out what's what and how it all worked, but just with a passion to get it out there. Um, it took us about a year to make the movie and we released the movie to the world, sold DVDs at 1995 and shipped them throughout the world. And then we did our Tapping World Summit that we just finished our 12th annual Tapping World Summit. So we've gone on with that. Uh, wrote a book in 2013 that was a New York Times bestseller, and that really helped catapult uh, the message out in the public. And I've spent every day since just waking up in the morning saying, how do I get more people to use this tool? What, what more science and research do we need? Where are the places that are open? Uh, the latest iteration is our app because it's been sort of, it's sort of an obvious thing. Well, your phone's with you all the time. Uh, let's have an app that can guide you through the process. So just waking up, trying to get people to use it because I know uh, that when people do, their lives change. I was on a podcast earlier with um, a lady who's actually a CNN contributor. She's on TV all the time. She's normal, right? For like, I feel like I feel like you and I are a little more woo woo. Like you're, you know, you're doing your pod, you do your podcast sitting down, which is awesome. I mean, I can't even sit like that for too long. But uh, you know, we're we're just into this stuff, right? I'm sure there's some crystals behind you and there's some candles around, you know. <laughs> So, so we're the easy converts, but she was like, she was just like normal. And she was introduced to it a decade ago when she had tremendous neck pain and someone said, well, it's emotional, it's stress related. She used tapping, the pain went away. So it's that kind of story that I'm, that's what I'm most excited about. I know the converts, the easy ones, like, but let's get the people who are in hospitals. Let's get the nurses and the doctors to bring this into their practice, to make it, you know, part of an integrative practice. It's the other thing that I love about tapping. It's not, oh, 
If your neck hurts, do tapping, that's the only answer. No, go check, get checked out by a doctor and go through the traditional things that you need to. And if you don't have a good answer or it's not working, do the tapping alongside it. Use it as a self-care tool. Use it as something that could be complementary to the things that you're already doing. Because to me, it's really those synergies that are going to make it so it's out in the mainstream. So we're not going, oh, tapping is the answer for all the world's ills. No, it can help you open up your breath. It can help you release stress. It can help you stop a panic attack at 2 a.m. It can be a tool where you can take that power back. Mm. It's so true. And, you know, it sounds like you just manifested this into your life. Like it just, you got the ball rolling and it just rolled and rolled and rolled. Was there ever a time where you questioned it, where you were like, "Mm, I don't know. Well, certainly in the first year of making the movie, I mean, there are times when it was, okay, should we give up now? Like this footage sucks and, you know, we're running out of money and how are we going to turn this into a film? You know, we struggled with what would a film look like? We shot, hundreds of hours of footage that we never used because it didn't make any sense. You know, it wasn't really until we thought, let's get these 10 people, let's go to their houses beforehand that we then had a story. Like now it's like, oh, it's not just about all the random things that Tapping works on. It's about these 10 people and their journey. And that really framed it. But in that first year, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, when you're $100,000 in credit card debt and just making a movie and everyone thinks you're crazy, it's, it's easy to give up. Once the movie was out there, I mean, certainly have have had business challenges and just the growth and and all that. But um, I've I've been on missions since then, so it's like just been obvious. The other interesting thing for me personally, if you watch the film, um, I'm in it for a minute or two. When I put the film together, I didn't put myself out there as the expert. Um, even before we, I wrote my book in 2012. Hay House came to me and. I sat down with Reed Tracy and Patty Gift and Nancy Levin, who then worked at Hay House. And we had a great dinner. I told them all my tapping stories and all the different ways it worked. And they said, you need to write a book. And I said, I don't want to write a book. Like there's plenty of other people who are smarter than me in this space and know it better. And they're bigger experts. Like I don't need to write a book. I was probably, I was seven years, some 35 at the time. I don't know. Maybe I felt young and uh, they called me the next morning with an offer. They just ignored my <laughs> pleas to not write a book. And they said, here's an offer. And I said, okay, now you're paying me right now to write a book. So that always moves things forward a little bit when it's like, okay. <laughs> and that they believed in me. It wasn't just about the money that they saw something there. Uh, so that's, I wrote the book and I said, it became a New York Times bestseller. I have been reluctantly along the way, putting myself forward as the expert, because it's just what I'm living and breathing and and feel that I can communicate the message of sort of translate tapping and EFT and what it is to the masses. I can help normal people understand what it is, let the other experts do what they do and go deeper and do different things. I can say, hey, let's create an app that someone can use on their phone and do everything that comes with that. Because with all these steps, just like writing the book or making the movie or creating the app, these are all brand new projects that if you don't have the degree of just willing to just figure it out, you know, to just Google the things that you don't know and talk to people and research, like these things will never get done. So that's really, I think my massive skill set along the way, both the vision of what I see can be with this technique and then also just the, okay, let's just figure out how to do this. Right. And I think that's, that's sometimes what you have to do, especially when people are in times like they're in now, you just have to figure out what is the next 
best step oh, for me it. in my life. 100%. And it's that step. I mean, so many people ask me, I remember one of the first events that I spoke at, I talked at further length about how I made the movie and all the different steps in it and the process. And it was sort of a business marketing uh, conference and took questions afterwards and a lady. Um, and I had talked about how we just took it step by step. We didn't know when we started filming how we would edit it. Because if you worry about editing before you're filming, you're not going to get anywhere. So I talked about the next step and a very nice lady came up to the microphone and she said, can you tell me how you got the DVD made? Because I have a CD. I want to make a CD of my hypnosis meditations or something like that. So this was, you know, if we're doing CDs, it's 2008, something like that. And I said, Oh yeah, I can, I can point you in the right direction there. So do you have them recorded? No, not yet. Well, do you have them written? No, not yet. So this, I said, well, where are you? Well, this is just an idea, but I just want to know how to make the CD. And I said, this is where people get stuck because they jump to making the CD before they take all the other steps. So if you have a big vision, if you want to write a book, if you want to create something, you want to put something in the world, it's exactly what you just said. Just take the next step. What's the thing in front of you? And then after that, the following step will reveal itself. So powerful, so profound, yet so simple. So simple. And you're not alone. You're with your family, right? Yeah. So um, we started making the movie with my sister and my best friend from high school, Nick Polizzi. Once the movie was out, a bit, about a year after that, my brother Alex joined. Then my dad joined. Then my mom joined. Uh, now my sister-in-law also works for us. Uh, so the five of us in, in our immediate family all work together every day and have for the last 10 years. And uh, it's, it's a gift. They are all brilliant. They all, you know, you had my sister Jessica on Instagram live the other day. We all bring our own flavor to the tapping, compliment each other, support each other. And uh, we're out there just to get the message out. Absolutely. And that's what I love the most. It's a family affair. And I think that's beautiful. Everyone can't do that. So I do think it's beautiful that you can bring your family in and everyone can share their gifts and talents and make this give to the world as epic as it is. And I want to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, what made you start um, the app in the first place? And then what made you um, start to give it away for free? Yeah. So, uh, you know, from the beginning, our business model has been like, for example, our Tapping World Summit, where we did the first one in 2009. The way it runs is it's free for 10 days. There's two presentations per day. We run it live once a year, 24 hours later, the next two presentations come on. Then if people want to buy the CDs and DVDs and workbook with it or the digital, they can purchase it. What that model allows us to do is to share that information for free to hundreds of thousands of people, to people throughout the world who could never afford it. I remember some of the early days, you know, getting an email from a woman in Ecuador who was like, we all get together at my house to listen to it. And mm. they got together and they listened to it and it was free. And there's no way, both because of economics and because of exchange rates and everything that if we charge for that, that woman in Ecuador would be able to listen to it. Now, the flip side is we need a business model that can help us run ads, hire all the staff, edit, Amazon bandwidth, you know, the million components that are hard expenses plus, you know, our ability to continue to do this work. So that was the upgrade option. The same is the case for the app. The app is free. Right now, there's over 35 free meditations, so people can have a fabulous experience uh, tapping for free. 
They don't need anything else. And then there's another 180 that they can upgrade to get. So the people that have the financial means that want to go deeper, who can uh, do this, can upgrade and not only get the benefits of upgrading, but also really help sustain the whole model. So everywhere I look, wherever I can make that model work, which is, you know, give it away to free to as many people as possible. I mean, look, if I could give it to the world for free, if you said right now, hey, you get to press a button, 6 billion people or however many are on the planet right now, get the app for free. It's all on their phones and they promise to use it, but you don't get anything for it. I'd be like, great, let's do it. Press the button. I'll go find something else to do, but my job is done, right? Absolutely. That's amazing. In the meantime, (laughs) in the meantime, until that happens, we work on a model that can grow the business that then lets us spread the message. I love that. Thank you so much. And I think it's so important, especially now, because people are, like we were talking about in the beginning, facing economic crisis. And, you know, that's what's actually causing the anxiety in the first place. So we have this solution, um, working with people. And then also for people who are on the front lines, they can actually experience all of the meditations, correct? Yeah. So we, we also, on top of that, we, if you're a healthcare worker, if you're a first responder, um, I had an application the other day from an FBI agent, which is like the coolest ever. It was like a male FBI agent who said my anxieties, uh, crippling and taking a hold of me and this tapping is helping. So he'd already had a free experience and he was applying for that. So anybody who was on the front lines, I've accepted grocery store workers who Mm -hmm. are like, I'm on the front lines and I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to say your job is any easier than that of a nurse. So we've really, you know, uh, been quite open in that interpretation. If you say I'm on the front lines, uh, we're giving all those people six months free in the app. So for the whole premium app. That, that's so beautiful. And it inspired me too. I started giving digital copies of my book so people can use my book at any time. So you're so inspiring, not only helping people, but also inspiring other light workers with the business model. Cause mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful business model. And I think it's so important because, you know, some people, as you said, like us, we are home. I mean, we're definitely still working, but it, it's not like if we don't work, we can't pay rent. Like we could, some people, if they don't work, they can't, mm-hmm pay rent, they can't feed their families and things like that. And I feel like when we have that opportunity to give back, I feel like whatever position you're in, we all have an opportunity to give in some way, whether it be energetically, yeah. physically. And like I said, I just want to let you know that you inspired me with your give. And then I started giving and I, I just love the ripple effect. I love the family model. Do you feel like it's anything right now that you fear? Are you worried? I mean, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on. There's a lot of government stuff. There's a lot of health stuff. Like, is there anything that you're worried about for humanity right now? Um, no, because that's not where I put my attention and I do it on purpose. I mean, I think it's important. It's, and I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days because I have some friends that are going deep into conspiracy theories I've been there before. I've been online looking at things for the last 15 years. You can certainly go down rabbit holes. Some of them are true. Some of them are half true. Most of them are sort of partly true, partly wrong, which is probably the case with all of our politics, all of our information um, everywhere. What I do know is I can sense within myself if I read something that brings fear. So if I read 5G is, you know, causing the coronavirus and it's a big government conspiracy. If I read that, if I take that in, if I take that into my soul, if I believe it fully, I'm going to go into fear mode and I'm not going to be 
have the energy to help people. I'll just go read more 5G conspiracies. I won't go record a new topic meditation. So I'm not saying, and again, that is true or not true. I'm saying when I put my attention there, if it moves me to a place of fear, it does not serve me or the world. So the world doesn't get a new tapping meditation tomorrow because I'm stuck reading these things. Again, be informed, look at opinions, stand up for your rights. Like political activism is great and needed, but it needs to come from that place of love. It needs to come from that place of solution. If the 5G thing is true, great. All right, what are the solutions? What do we need to do? What do we need to do to our physical bodies? What do we need to do to our emotional health? What do we need to do to paint our ceiling with shielding paint? We'll figure it out. And I also focus on everything that's right in the world. I mean, the poverty levels throughout the world are lower than they've ever been. There are less hungry kids out there today than there were 10 years ago. There's still a lot of freaking hungry kids and we need to fix those problems. But we're moving in the right direction. And the internet and Facebook and social media can make you feel like we're not moving in the right direction. But all the global trends in terms of health and safety and wars are moving in the right direction. The news gives us something different. Again, not saying everything is perfect, but I also know to me what's right is doing the thing that's going to get the tapping meditation out there. So if something comes with so much fear that I go, oh my gosh, the world is going to end and things are terrible and I don't have the energy to write, to create, to share with the world, then to me that's the wrong decision. I love that. I love that you said focus on the solution, you know, and I do believe where attention goes, energy flows, which is basically like what you're saying. And, you know, I'm definitely doing my research and I'm asking myself, okay, how much radiation do I have in my house? And how much, you know, do I need to boost my immune system? How do, how much do I need to lower my stress? Like all the things that have come up, I think I take everything and say, okay, like you said, what's the solution? If that is so, And that's what I like to say. If that is so, then what can I do living in my natural? Because it's going to be healthy for us not to have as much radiation as possible, whether it's rolling out or not. I mean, even if you believe in it, it's still coming. We we all know most of us don't do this for an hour, right? Like we know these phones, we just know instinctively. Right. Most of us don't put our phones to our heads. Um, But a lot of people use the ear ear pods and things like that. And, you know, raising awareness i feel like when fear comes fear is feedback to places in our life where that needs more attention or love and like you said you know this is a beautiful time to focus on solution why are people hungry can we lower radiation focusing i feel like acknowledging whatever theory whatever is coming up but then focusing on the solution is focusing on the love which is what you said and i pulled out of that focusing on the love and we've because if you live in fear consciousness, you're going to get stressed, you're going to get anxiety. Yeah. But if you focus on the solution and like, how can I use my life to make a difference? And I think everyone listening to this podcast can use their life in some way to make a difference, even if it's just tapping to lower your anxiety based on all the things that you're consuming, right? 100%. You know, I, um, I just ran across a study on tapping that I love. It was a replication study. So they basically... Uh, wanted to redo an earlier study. So does this work? Which is a big deal in science because a lot of times they'll do a study, then they'll try to replicate it and they can't do it. So for whatever reason, the data was off. So in this study, they had three groups. Uh, One did an hour of tapping. So they did an hour actually in a group setting. Uh, The second group did psychoeducation. So they learned about stress and um, 
and the body. And then the third group read magazines for an hour. They were the control group, hey, sit there and don't do anything. And they did salivary cortisol, be it for and after. So really easy, spit into a little tube. At all times, we have cortisol running through our bodies. The more stressed we are, the more cortisol we have. And they measured the results. The tapping group had a 43% decrease in an hour in cortisol, salivary cortisol. Massive drop. The psychoeducation group had a 19% decrease, right? So they learned positive things, probably did some breathing, let go of some things, shows me like that's great. And now let's add the tapping component. That's the physical component that gets you to that 43%. And then the magazine group, their cortisol went up 2% in that hour. So just sitting there where they should be resting, they probably were tired, waiting, magazines. And I, I've been joking that I want to see that study done again with the control group being go to your Facebook news feed for an hour and tell me what that cortisol looks like, right? Because to me, gonna that's going to be up 50%, right? So these are the differences and these are the choices that we need to make. Um, we need to make them again and again all day long. We need to be aware that um, this fear-driven news is going to pull our attention. I am just as bad at it. I click on my phone and go to open up the news. It's instinctive, especially during this time. But boy, are we spending a lot of time reading other people's news and other things that are happening or refreshing five minutes later or arguing or reading comments. I mean, the worst is when I find myself, I'm not on Facebook much, but I have a lot of groups there for our business and I'll go and check on the groups, which are happy, positive places. So that's great. But I also have a feed there. So as I open the phone, there's a feed and Next thing you know, I'm reading a post and then the 42 comments of the people debating back and forth, people who I actually don't even know because they're just like random friends from this account and this group. And I'm saying to myself, what am I doing? Like, right. But I know at the end of that, I've now watched a fight, a debate, which is not good for my cortisol, whether I feel it intensely or just, you know, I don't feel inspired. I don't feel loving. I don't feel like I want to change the world. It's like, oh, what's happening? So as much as you can. I mean, look, the fact that the people listening right now in this moment, they made a conscious choice to go, I'm going to put on this podcast. I'm going to put on this video. I am going to put different information in my brain. And besides tapping, if there's one thing I can point to in the last 20 years that has changed my life the most, it's what I put in my ears. It's just the info that comes in, the podcast, the audio books, the meditations, you put it in. It's just inevitable. Eventually, your life is going to change. I love that. I love that. Going on, going on with that. What are some of your, like, what are your top three to five favorite podcasts that you listen to? Oh, good question. Well, I, you know, I go through the stages of deleting all the political ones when I'm like, why am I watching this? Why am I listening to it? And I delete them and then something happens in the news. So I want to be up to speed on it. Uh, right now I've got, um, I've got Freakonomics Radio, which is always interesting and enlightening. I've got Ben Greenfield's podcast, which is like a fitness podcast. Uh, the Conan O'Brien Show. Have you ever listened to the Conan O'Brien podcast? Yeah. It is. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is the podcast. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. I love it. Whenever I can get, you know, good comedy. Um, a great one that a lot of people probably don't know about is called Exponential Wisdom. Um, it's Peter Diamandis, who is sort of a technologist, futurist, um, and his coach. And it's, that's a great one when you want to think about the amazing things that are happening in the world with technology, with uh, positive change in that way. 
and then a bunch of other random ones. Tim Ferriss podcast uh, once in a while. Mark Hyman, who's a friend, um, always has great uh, podcasts there. So yeah, there's a few of them. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. We'll we'll just go down that a little bit more. What books? What books have your attention what right books? now? Um, so this, I was just reading that one. It might be backwards on the screen. It's called Atomic Habits. Nice. Um, by James Clear. Such a nice guy. I, I was on. I've been on his newsletter for five or six years, and I don't know how I got on it, but I was like, this guy is a brilliant writer. Just you could see a great book coming, and um, his book has sold over a million copies. It's Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results by James Clear. Um, then I got my Kindle handy and in there I've been reading some, I like to read a good amount of fiction, especially at night, because if I don't, my brain will just keep on going. So I can't read a business book at night because then I'll just be like, Oh, I gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta do that. So, um, <laughs> fiction, historical fiction. I just read a book called New York by Edward Rutherford and, uh, it's historical fiction starts in 1750 or so and takes you through these families, the traces families through New York, like with Manhattan as the center. And it is so cool. I'm only an hour and a half outside of New York and I've spent a lot of time there. I lived there for a couple of years. So when you read about, you know, the British ships coming up the harbor in, you know, 1778 or something like that, it just gives you a perspective. And, and it's nice to read during this time when we think, oh my goodness, the world is changing and all these things are happening and it's the most difficult thing we've ever faced. When you read that, you know, New York over several hundred years, you see that the it's, world has gone through a lot and that we're gonna be just fine. I love that. I love that perspective. I love your positivity. And what are some of the other things that you do in addition to tapping to keep yourself in this healthy space? Yeah, definitely meditating. Um, is a part of my practice. Sometimes I'll combine both. So, and we actually have a, a free session in the app where I take you through tapping for five minutes to settle your mind and then the music plays. So there's different lengths of time. So you could say, I want to meditate for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, but first we're going to tap, settle the mind and then meditate. And people have found that really useful to just combine the two practices. So meditating, um, Soccer, which has not happened in a month now because it's, <laughs> it's closed down and I miss it a lot. I used to play on Tuesday nights, at nine o'clock at night and run around and feel young and, uh, and have fun. So just staying active generally. Right. I love that. And that's how I do it. Like I always tap. I love tapping and I usually use tapping. It's not my like every day. It's yeah. whenever I'm feeling a little more anxiety than normal and I feel like yeah. okay my heart is racing or I just read something in the news because I try to stay informed so I can give my because like you say you feel a specific energy around something some things resonate and some don't and then some things hit you so hard or I go down a rabbit hole like you did and I'm looking at these aggressive comments and then next thing I know my heart is beating fast yeah. and I'm like yeah. okay let me just do the tapping and then I almost always do a meditation after the tapping because you feel so calm and you feel so much better um so I think that's you know such a great recommendation to kind of combine those two together and what do you would you feel like if this world was yours to create, what would you create? What would next year look like for you? Uh, in terms of like next year for my life and business or? The whole world. How would you, how would, if you could create, if you could take, if you were, could play God for yeah. the rest of our lifetime, 
what kind of world would you create? Like what, what changes would you like to see? What do you really, cause I feel like we don't think about it on a bit. Yeah. I feel like we give our power away to the government, but then we complain about it. But how many of us really sit down and think if we could create the perfect world for us or a world that we think would, would be functional in an eco-friendly way, yeah. what would that even look like? Yeah. Well, look, I think it starts with the individual and it starts with, reducing your stress, your anxiety, your fear, your trauma. Um, however you do that, whether you do it with tapping, with yoga, with meditation, it's difficult to go out in the world and create positive change. If we are completely destroyed inside, if we're anxious all the time, if we're stressed all the time, uh, you know, just stress by itself, the blood flows away from our forebrain into our arms and legs. Most of us are running around in that fight or flight response all the time. And I like to think of, you know, fight or flight response is being chased by a tiger or a bear. And if you were being chased by a tiger or a bear and I came up running next to you and I said, hey, so tell me about your vision for the world. Like, what do you want to create? You'd say, there's a tiger that is about to eat me. There's no time to think big, to think loving, to think positive, to come up with new ideas. So uh, if I was in charge, I mean, besides the magic fi fix, peace to the world, you know, but if we got to be grand visioning while more realistic, I'd say, let's all deal with our stress and anxiety because from that place, we can best serve the world. Then we have the insights and the inspirations and the ideas that go, you know, I can get off of this newsfeed that's arguing about things and I can go make a mask. I can go do something. I can go write something. I can go consume something positive. Um, that's the place that, you know, I would love to see the world move into. Awesome. I 100% agree. It starts within. It starts with really reducing our own stress, reducing our own trauma, seeing that within us that needs love and attention and affection, and then using our own gifts and talents to just add to the beauty of the world. And I 100% agree. When we all make that choice, then the world naturally becomes a more beautiful place to live. So thank, thank you for sharing that. And I want to Really, you know, because a lot of people are having conflict in the home right now. Here you are working with your family. So we know it's going good because y'all are all there working together. But can you share with us a challenge that you might have come upon and how you dealt with it when it comes to family conflict? Because people are in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're in it. I mean, you know, certainly throughout the years, um, we would face conflicts about who's doing what and when. Um, I don't want to say it's been perfect, but we've been really, really lucky. So I don't want to make something up about our conflicts. Like my sister and I never have conflicts. It just, it just doesn't happen. We talk straight if need be. Someone says they were offended or hurt, but even that, it's just like we're just both, I don't know, maybe we really think alike and we're mission driven and just focus on that. Um, I think, honestly, we've done so much of our own work. We've done the tapping. So you know, if she says, hey, do you mind if I do that podcast? Because I really like that person. And it's a big podcast. I say, fabulous. I don't care. You know, like, we're not out there seeking the limelight. So that takes off a lot of the pressure that can come in that relationship. Now, that doesn't address the question of what people are facing at home right now, which is they're spending a lot more time together than they've probably ever spent together. Um, many are confined in closer spaces, which is just difficult physically and energetically. And there's all this news, everything coming at them. I would say 
just find five minutes, whether it be five minutes of meditation, five minutes of tapping, five minutes in the shower where you are setting that intention in space and going, all right, I'm going to just let go of the stuff that's happening. I'm going to reduce my anxiety and stress. I'm going to release my judgments about this person that's driving me crazy. I'm going to find center and then move from there. What usually happens in relationships of any sorts is that we think, all right, I got to fix this person. Like They're clearly the problem and I need to say something or do something so I can either yell at them to change or harass them to change or be angry enough that they will change. And what I've seen time and again, it goes back to what we were saying before, that when you do your own work, they change. I mean, it's astounded me the times when people have said, oh, my husband's driving me crazy. How do I get him to tap? And I say, don't get him to tap. You do the work. Just forget about him. You do the work. Watch what happens. And all of a sudden they say, well, he's not tapping, but he's different. And then a month later, he was asking me about tapping. Like all these things open up because that relationship, that exchange changes. So start within. It's easy to blame other people. Yes, you might be in a house with eight crazy people or whatever's happening, but start within because you're in control of that. I love that. We are the change. I really love that. And you know whose work that, that I follow that's in alignment with what you're speaking of is Byron Katie. Mm, she has this, yeah. this process called do the work. And that's what yeah. really taught me that it, it, no matter what a person does, even everything that's happening outside of us, you can go within and start mm. the healing. And that's where it starts, which speaks to what we were talking about earlier. Like, yeah, you can, there is always going to be something outside of you that is going yeah. different than how you feel like it should go pretty much yeah. all the time, always, because we're all uniquely different. But if we focus on what we can do to be light, to be love and be the change, that is where the ball starts rolling in that direction that's in alignment with love. And I love that, you know, the journey keeps bringing us back to that in the conversation because I feel like that is, that is the point of divine alignment when you're always returning to love and you're always returning what, to what can I do to mm. be better? How yeah. can I make a change? And so what would you say would be the top, what would you say to be the top three qualities that you have um, that a person, because a lot of people, this sounds good. And they're like, okay, I want to feel like that. I want to think like that, but yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what are you think? you know, personal development? Cause you, you've been to Tony Robbins. What are your takeaways that you think that have been the most profound takeaways that you've learned that have helped you in your life become the best version of yourself? Yeah. Great question. Well, so I, you know, I mean, referencing, Back to Tony, and the, you know the cool thing about that is he's a big fan of tapping. He showed it then, and he's since become a friend. So I got these cool voice texts from him with his, you know, Tony Robbins voice that everybody gets, and so much better than a than a, uh, a regular text to like hear him. And so his impact has been there for 15 years now. And and the thing about Tony, and I can think of that UPW I went to his Unleash the Power Within in 2000, the fall of 2002 because it was about a year after 9-11. I was living in Brooklyn. This was in uh, New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey area, or, 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 or the, the Meadowlands. And uh, went there by myself, just for this weekend event. I saw his face on a learning annex poster walking down the street in Manhattan. I said, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. And what that weekend did is that it allowed me, it made me, it helped me take personal responsibility for my life. Now, to me, now it seems obvious, but I can think back to that person in 2001 who just thought the world happened to them, 
right? Most of us think the world just happens. Well, pandemics happen and, you know, the boss that we get happens and the relationship happens and the world just happens. The news just happens and we're just reacting reflexively to it. So if we're angry, it's because someone cut us off. It's because the world (laughs) happened, you know? Tony helped me, and I think it's the underpinning of all personal development and self-help, take personal responsibility. Not saying I'm to blame for everything or that there aren't things that happen that are outside of our control, but that there's so much that we can control, that we can control the way we feel, what we put into our bodies, how we move, the choices we make. So I think that's number one. The second thing uh, for me has just been passion, finding something you're passionate about. It's just it's what's going to get you up in the morning. It's what's going to keep you going. And then the third one would, I would say a mix of being able to figure things out. So as my friend Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable, right? So like mm-hmm. being able to figure things out. And then what my father-in-law always says to me, he always says, you're always, you're always adapting. You're always reinventing yourself. And I think what he means is, you know, we started the app two years ago, because we thought, okay, that's the next evolution of this process. And, you know, it was the summits and then the books. And then what are the different delivery vehicles? How can we continue to get the message out? So being willing to figure things out and then evolving. I love that. I love that so much. And I love Marie Forleo too. She is uh, my online business coach and, you know, everything is figure outable is so true. And that's why I asked the question about how do you see reality? Because I feel like if we're all thinking about the solution, then we're all doing our part towards the solution. Mm -hmm. And in that way, things are figure outable because we're all co-creating this experience that we're having here together. So, and and then I'm going to, you didn't ask for four, but I'm going to add a fourth one. Um, and that is because this happens a lot in business, especially with all the different platforms that exist. People say to me all, all the time, they're so overwhelmed. Like, how do I grow Instagram? How do I grow Pinterest? How do I grow LinkedIn? Now it's TikTok. I got to get onto TikTok. Everyone's saying TikTok's happening. You got to find the place where you are most comfortable, including if you're great at writing blog posts, go write blog posts. Forget about Instagram. Forget about TikTok, forget about, maybe you don't like doing videos. Great. Don't force yourself to do videos. If you're a writer, write great blog posts. I mean, this, you know, what I showed you here, this book, Atomic Habits, he started out writing. He's a great writer. He sold a million copies of his books. I'm sure now he's doing other platforms and other things, but he focused on his strength. If you totally get TikTok and it makes you laugh and smile and your creative juices are flowing Go there. If Facebook is where you spend all your time, go there. Point being, don't feel like you have to be in, you know, disperse your energy in all these different directions or that you have to be good at everything. And like, if you, if you hate doing videos, don't do them right. If you hate writing and only like doing videos, do videos, don't write. I love that advice. I love it because one of my philosophy is do what, do what brings you joy. Yeah. Like at one time I was doing massage and the next thing you know, I was selling food out of my house. And then now, because eventually if you do what brings you joy, you'll find what brings you joy and abundance, yeah. which you've done. And I feel like instead of searching for abundance, if you search for what brings you joy, the abundance will come. Yeah. I love it. Uh, 
I love it. And I know we're coming towards the end of, of our podcast. So I just really wanted to, you know, on this latter part, just really kind of dive into kind of your feelings around how the world is moving forward in the mindfulness space. Because we have tapping, we have meditation, we have hypnotherapy, we have breath work. Um, and where do you feel like we're moving? Are you, do you have something? Um, I know you, you sent me a tapping certification and, and things like that. Where do you feel like we're moving in this space and where would you like to see it go? Well, I think we have a lot more adoptance within corporations and they're looking around going, you know, our employees are stressed, overworked, burnt out, not sleeping. We need to do something about that. So that's positive. Uh, within institutions, the VA hospitals. There's one thing I realized probably five or six years ago, and that's when I started uh, putting a lot of money into science and research and tapping and funding different studies because it became clear that that even though I knew it to be true, everyone around me knew it to be true, the evidence was obvious, the anecdotal stories were obvious, we needed the hard science and research. We needed to say a 43% decrease in cortisol in the body for people to, you know, try it and for it to go. So what I realized five years ago is that so much of the world happens in these institutions. So whether they be corporations, I don't even know, you know, I should know a number to give you an example, but somebody like JP Morgan Chase is going to have a hundred thousand employees or, you know, these massive corporations, uh, VA hospitals serving millions of veterans, regular hospital. There's these amazing institutions throughout our society that take care of people and that do things they are starting to open up their minds to these practices because they're seeing that the old ways of doing things isn't serving people and isn't getting results. So that's where I see this work going. I feel like we have very good penetration into, like I said, the people into this stuff have heard about it. Uh, Most people into this, in this space have heard about tapping. Maybe they're not using it as much as they could. Maybe they hear 43% drop in cortisol and a free app and they go, all right, now I can finally use it. If there's one thing I'm hearing about the app is people say, oh, I used this five years ago, changed my life. And I forgot about it. I got busy, you know. Um, But I want to see the institutions. I want to see the military, the corporations, the VA hospitals, the regular hospitals bring this in because they are serving oftentimes the people most in need. Mm, I love that. I want to see that too. I want to see alternative medicine take the forefront. And I want to see it be used first preventatively yeah. in all corporations around the world. Yeah. And then maybe we won't even have to get to all like the drugs and the other stuff. I mean, it's That's it. Look, there's, you know, there's some amazing drugs. There's some drugs that aren't so amazing and maybe we don't need. Um, there's a balance to it all. Uh, and, and I think, look, I'm, I've got essential oils over here and this over there and probiotic. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the alternative health world, but I've also developed a very healthy respect for, you know, traditional doctors who are really good at keeping us alive, right? Accidents, uh, those things that happen, heart attacks are good at keeping us alive. How can we bring those worlds together? How can we bring the genius of a doctor that can keep us alive with that preventative component? 99% of doctors will freely admit that stress is a big part of disease. They will, yes, if, if my clients are stressed, they're going to have more disease, they're going to have more issues. They just don't know what to do about it. They go, I got 12 minutes with someone who came in the door, 
how, what, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a coach. I'm not, I'm there to fix whatever problem has been put in front of me from poor diet and lack of exercise and too much TV and too much stress. If we can start giving them these tools, if they can start referring their clients to say, Hey, look, there's a free app. There's a free tapping app. There's a free meditation app. There's a free breathwork app. Go give this a shot because if you take care of that, maybe that solves 50% of your problem and I can solve the other 50%. I love that. I 100% agree. Like coming together because again, we're all like the doctors are doing the best that they know how with the knowledge that they have and then bringing the alternative science in there. Um, and like you said, like I feel like the science, a lot of people have to have the science. Yeah. They won't even look at anything unless someone has a doctor by their name. Yeah. And the truth is, people have discovered this stuff in the basement, and that's where it starts. That's where it starts before doctors became doctors. It started in someone's basement. Yeah. So what I love is that there are certifications coming out. There are courses coming out. You can get a, a, a college degree and a doctorate yeah. in holistic health studies and alternative medicine now. So I love that. I feel like we are making strides, like you mentioned before, in the right direction. And the more that we talk about it, get people excited about it and put the information out there, the more we're going to see it really coming together to take people to the next level. I agree. So just to end, I want to end with just you sharing just like what is the number one way that you get loved up when you're not having the best day? Uh, my daughter, June. She's almost five. That's all Aww. it takes. You know, um, that's it. Easy, breezy, instant joy, instant happiness. Everything melts away. So, if you guys you know, can see I know the smile on his face. I know it's not available to everyone, but um, that, that's what it is for me. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything you want to leave with the people? Where can they find you? Where can they check out your stuff? Yeah, so thetappingsolution.com or thetappingsolutionapp.com. Those are our two main sites that have a lot of free information. And then, you know, right now, you're probably on your phone listening to this podcast. Go to the app store. Just type in The Tapping Solution and download it for free and give it a shot. Like you've got nothing to lose by just tapping for 10 minutes. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. And you guys, until next time, love yourself, love others, and love the planet in that order, one day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace and love. In 2019, I wrote my first book, Let Your Fears Make You Fears, How to Turn Common Obstacles into Seeds for Growth. In the book, I share some of my biggest challenges I faced on my journey to living my purpose and how I overcame them using simple yet profound daily reflections and rituals that I share in the book. I'm excited for you to dive in and experience your own evolution into the best version of yourself. Go to KoyaWeb.com to check it out and join the Get Loved Up membership for daily meditations, recipes, workouts, and everything that you need to live a healthy and active lifestyle mentally, spiritually, and physically. Go to KoyaWeb.com forward slash audible a-U-D-I-B-L-E if you'd rather listen to it at your own convenience. Let's get loved up.